What is up? What is up? Welcome to another episode of Blood and Beer. This is episode 12 of the show where we talk blood sport and we drink beer. I'm your host, Matt, and today, like always, got a lot of blood sport to talk. Uh, UFC's got a big card coming up this weekend, Covington versus Masvidal at uh, UFC 272 on pay-per-view. That card's going to be stacked, and we'll go over that and all my picks for it. Um, at least the picks I can make a pick for. Some of the fights are too close to call, i got to say. Um, and then we'll go over some other uh, other blood sport news, combat sport news, whatever you want to call it now. Um, it's blood sport. But first, last night I went to a WWE event. I don't follow it that much, but I used to a lot when I was a kid especially, and they've still got it. It was freaking awesome. Um, you know, people like Randy Orton still on it, Rey Mysterio, uh, Edge came back, The Miz was on it. It was, it was awesome. Um, I'll post some videos on the Facebook. I'll put my Facebook link for Blood and Beer here in the comments. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it was just a awesome event. The fans get so into it. And, you know, we know it's a little scripted, a lot scripted, all the way scripted. But damn, if they don't put on a show every single time. The, it's just such a fun atmosphere. If you ever get the chance, go to one. Our tickets were super cheap, and it was a televised event. I was on uh, TV for a second, I think someone was telling me. Um, yeah, just awesome. Love WWE events. Um, going to have to follow WrestleMania because that got me pumped. We'll probably uh, get some segments in here about professional wrestling. Even though it's not it's not blood sport, those dudes are athletes, and it's it's fake violent. It's lovely. Love it. So yeah, go to my Facebook page, Blood and Beer Combat Sports, to check out some of the videos that we got from it. And uh, without further ado, I'll introduce our beer now. The beer we're going to be drinking tonight, it's not new to me. Hope it's not new to you. It's Elvis Juice by BrewDog. And this stuff is the bee's fucking knees. I haven't drank it while trying to rate it or anything, but I'm sure it's going to be up there. Just... Got my ice cold, ice cold cup. Oh, got a little spillage. Got a little spillage. All right. So, color. I don't know. I'm colorblind. That's a toughie. That's a tough one to tell. I want to say it's. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna sound dumb. Orange, green, like not green, like an amber color. I don't know. We'll try the beer out. Let you know how it tastes. It's grapefruit infused IPA by Brewdog. It's the best there is. I mean, I'm sure there's a, I don't know, there might not be a better one out there. That is freaking delicious. Yeah, go pick yourself up a six-pack of some Elvis juice. This stuff is the bomb fucking diggity. We're giving it a 9.4 because I'm sure there's room for improvement out there, but not a whole lot. 9.4 for the boy, and that just blows everything else out of the water so far. All right, 
Oh, 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 and we're going to be jumping right into UFC 272, um, Covington versus Masvidal. It's going to be a grudge match. First, we'll go over some of the prelim fighters and uh, matchups there, make our picks, pick a parlay off my, uh, off my show here today, and throw me some cash if you win, please. I'm just kidding. All right, but... First fight we'll be talking about, not the first fight on the prelims, but first fight we got Tim Elliott versus, let me get the name right, Tagir Ulanbekov. Uh, Tim Elliott's a vet. He's been around. He's fought everybody who's anybody at the 125 division over the past couple years. Um, he you know, fought John Dodson. He fought uh, Demetrius, Demetrius Johnson. He's fought... I can't think off the top of my head, but he's he's been around. He's beat some studs. He's lost to some people. Um, he's just been inconsistent with his success in the UFC, but dude's a dog, and he's a warrior. Just you don't know how he's going to fare against this Tiger Ulambekov guy who he tra- he was trained by Khabib's dad, Abdulmanop. Uh, I think I'm mispronouncing that. That sounds disrespectful, but um, yeah. This Tiger guy is the real deal. Um, he's got raw striking. It's not the most technical, but he has. He stays in your face, and he's got a hell of a chin. He just keeps marching forward, um, stays in your face, and then when he wants to, he gets the takedown, and he wrestles just like all the other people out of that Dagestani area do, the super impressive chain wrestling. Um, so he can hold his own on the feet. He'll walk through your punches. It's going to be a tough night for Tim Elliott. He's going to have to really stick and move and get on his horse and uh, stay away from the stay away from the cage because that's where they get you. They get you up against that cage. They start train wrestling, just going from position to position until they get the takedown. They'll go for the rear naked. Uh, Tagir really likes to look for that guillotine. So if you if your head drops, he's looking for that guillotine immediately. Yeah, the X factor for me in this is the wrestling for Tagir. Tim Elliott's got great wrestling also, but that chain wrestling out of Dagestan, just something else. So we're going to pick Tagir in that. Um, I don't know. I'd say I'd say it's a pretty safe bet, actually. I wrote down that it's not, but the more I think about it, I think it is a pretty safe bet. Tim Elliott's definitely got the experience in the UFC and everything, being here over 10 years now, but... This is this is not the matchup you want. These these Dagestani wrestlers that can strike even a little bit are no joke. And speaking of vets versus Dagestani wrestlers that are no joke, we have Umar Nurmagomedov, Khabib Nurmagomedov's cousin. He's going up against Brian Boom Kelleher. Uh, Umar is undefeated. He's I mean, this dude's this dude's legit. He's got some great kickboxing. His kicks are super, super pretty. Like, just very well-thrown kicks, um, question marks, front snap kicks. You name it, he's doing it. And then, first time I watched him in the UFC and PFL, I was like, ah, oh, he's got great striking, so he's probably not going to be a beast on the ground like the rest of them. No. This dude, when he goes to the ground, he he's like a wet blanket dude but dude just stays on you moving from position to position kind of like to gear but more intense he reminds me of a little tasmanian khabib type of thing the guy is he's tough and he's going up against brian kelleher who is like i said a vet brian kelleher's not no scrub dude has power in both his hands 
Dude has really good ground game also. Um, he's strong, but going up against these young Dagestanis, they're just hungry. They they fight different. They're, people haven't found a real answer for him yet. So unless Brian Boom Kelleher gets the boomstick real early and knocks him out, I, I see it being a long night for him. And another safe bet, pick Umar Nurmagomedov. Um, because, I mean, dude is just... He's Khabib 2.0, like how Makachev is, but this dude's got a little bit crisper striking, and he's a lot younger, too. <clears throat> Moving on, um, let me make sure I don't butcher this name. We're going to call him Nick. It's Nikolai, but Nick Negumoriano. Negumoriano is how it's pronounced. He's fighting Kennedy and Chekwa. Um, Kennedy and Chekwa is a super entertaining fighter. He's slow, slow starter, so he'll go out there and get beat up in the first round, round and a half. And people actually tire out from beating this guy up. And then when uh, when they tire out, he starts letting his hands go, and he's got some heavy hands. He's going to sleep you if he catches you with his combos. And he's got good combos. The dude's pretty green for MMA, um, but he's... He's the real deal. And then we got uh, Negu Moriano, and that dude's he's legit too. He's got good ground game. He's got good stand-up. He's strong, um, and he's he'll fight through it. He'll, he'll push through. He's got no quit in him. Uh, if you watch his first fight in the UFC, he's getting kind of just whooped around the ring. His opponent was cheating by grabbing the fence and hitting him, grabbing the fence to get out of a heel hook. This... I mean, it was it was ridiculous. But dude, uh, he didn't win that fight. He hasn't lost since. But he's a it's an interesting matchup. I think if Negu Moriano tries to stand with Nchekwa, it's going to be a long night for him because Nchekwa is going to catch him with one of his combos. He loves the three two three, or in the two three two, just throwing that straight right in the hook. He loves it and he knocks people out with it. So. If Negamoriano is smart, I think he takes him down and tries to get the ground and pound, goes for a submission maybe. For Nchekwa, he just needs to stay the course, try to throw straight punches, and when the time opens, throw that throw that hook, throw that right, get that knockout. This pick is not a safe bet. I'm going to say it right now because I'm a huge Kennedy Nchekwa fan. I'm picking Nchekwa by knockout. But again, not a safe pick because I'm probably biased in this. I think he he will win. I'm seeing a nasty knockout for him. Highlight real ESPN top ten of, or Sports Center top ten if they're still doing that. Um, so, yeah, Inchequa by knockout is my pick. Not a safe bet. I would not throw that in a parlay. All right, moving on to women's strawweight. We have Marina Rodriguez. She's going up against Yan Yan Xianan. Yan Xianan. She was touted as the next big thing before she got knocked out by Carla Esperanza. Esperanza. She um she was running through people. She was undefeated in the UFC with a all decision victory. She's got really high fight IQ really skilled in everything not a ton of power and she's not a finisher by any means but she definitely knows how to win the fights um she's taken on a striker in marina rodriguez who's been on a tear she had a great 2021 where she knocked out um ooh, with amanda rebus she 
beat Michelle Waterson, and she whooped Mackenzie Dern around for five rounds. Um, Marina Rodriguez, she's got punches and bunches. You know, the volume is there. She's got good power. She just, and she's got really, really good cardio. Um, I think that it's going to be one of those things where Yan Jiaonan, she probably reached her highest mountain by almost being the contender that she was. And Marina Rodriguez seems like she's coming into her own, and she could be a problem at straw weight. Um, you know, Rose Namajunas, fast, um, fast, accurate, really good uh, jiu-jitsu also. But, I mean, that's not a matchup I think she would want because Marina Rodriguez is going to make it a brawl and just messy and in your face the whole time. It's going to be a fun fight. I'm picking Marina Rodriguez in this one. I think it's a pretty safe bet. Um, unless Yao Nan can get her down and take her down for three rounds. Nobody's been doing it. She's, she's on a tear right now and she's, she's coming, she's coming on her way to the top. I don't think I worded that right. Yeah, the momentum's just there for Rodriguez and it's not for Yao Nan. Alright, on to the main fucking card. Kicks off, Greg Hardy versus Sergey Spivak. Um, Greg Hardy, super entertaining fighter. Um, he was one of the best in the NFL when he did it, but came to the UFC, started getting knockouts. Great striking, he can put your lights out with one one shot. Problem is, his ground game is very raw. He's not really there yet on the ground game, at least not from what we've seen. He's gotten dominated every time it's gone down for the most part. Sergey Spivak is a bad matchup for him because he's got a really good ground game. Um, he's got good wrestling. He'll take you down and he'll, he'll just ground and pound you. He'll try to go for submissions. Not a good matchup for Hardy. I'm picking Spivak in this, but Hardy's got that X factor where he can just sleep you one shot. Spivak, he just seems like he's got a brick head, so I don't think he's going to get slept that early. Picking Spivak, I think it's a pretty safe pick, but with that X factor, ah, you just never know. Hardy might come out, just swing one. That's all. But we're picking Spivak. Hold me to it. Moving on, fight I'm probably most excited for is Kevin Holland versus Alex Oliveira. Um, Kevin Holland is just such an entertaining fighter, especially when he's in these stand-up wars and he can sit there and talk shit and hit you and talk shit versus getting dominated in wrestling and talk shit. Um, both guys, studs, gr great striking from both of them. Kevin Holland's just super crisp. Uh, he's been on a bit of a skid lately, but he's been fighting only wrestlers. And Oliveira is more of a well-rounded fighter, but he's not going to try to wrestle him for three rounds. I'm picking... Holland, I think it's going to be a super fun fight. Tune into that one because you're going to be entertained. You'll laugh. Uh, Holland will be talking shit. He's got some crazy knockouts, some super, super crisp striking. I don't. There's not many people that throw jabs the way he throws jabs. And his one-two is just, it comes straight back to the chin. It, it's like a mechanical motion. He's very, very technical with those strikes. And just a fun fighter to watch. Oliveira is great. Uh, he's just getting a little up there in age, and I don't think he's. Uh, 
I don't think he's going to be able to hang with Holland as the fight goes on. I think Holland will slowly break him down and kind of uh, end up finishing him. But Oliveira will do everything he can to make it a war. Dude's a warrior. I mean, you don't fight as much as he has unless you are a warrior. But we're picking Holland with the lightning in his hands. All right, sorry about that. Edson Barboza is our next matchup. He's taking on Bryce Thug Nasty Mitchell. Um, Bryce Mitchell, he's a beast on the ground. His wrestling, his jiu-jitsu, they're there. He's one of two fighters in the UFC to ever have a twister finish. That's where you uh, hold one leg and you crank the neck and the entire spine by twisting their body like this. It's a, it's a brutal finish. It looks like you're going to snap their neck off. Um, people panic tap in that. It's not something where you're getting choked. You panic tap because you don't want your neck to break. So he's one of two people to ever do that. That's insane. He's taking on Edson Barboza, one of the best kickboxers in uh, UFC history. Dude's kicks are insane. He tears people apart. This is a real tough matchup to pick. Because uh, Edson Barboza, Edson Barboza, he uh, he's looked great since moving down to featherweight. Um, he lost to I think Danny Ige, but I thought he won that fight. And then he lost to Giga Chikadze. Giga's a beast. Um, he's just Edson looks like one forty five is his weight class. He's killing it. Not a great matchup for him against Bryce Mitchell, though, because Mitchell gets you down. and Barbosa has a good ground game, don't get me wrong, but there's levels of this shit, and Bryce Mitchell's just on a different level. He's just coming off of almost a two-year layoff. We don't know how, how things are going to look for him. I'm picking Mitchell in this one because, for the most part, when you're that great at wrestling, you can find a way to win. And if you're getting pieced up on the feet in the first round, you know you got to lay and pray for the other two and a half rounds. So Bryce Mitchell, for the victory, lock it in. I don't know how he's going to win. Well, it's either probably going to be decision or submission because I don't see him getting a knockout. But Bryce Mitchell, lock it in. He's a minus 150 favorite right now. That might change as we get closer to the fight. Keep an eye on it. And in our co-main event of the evening, we have Rafael Dalsanos versus Rafael Faziv. Not Rafael Faziv, because he got COVID. So, as a last-minute replacement, we have Renato Moicano, or Renato Moicano. Uh, just guy just fought on UFC 271 against Alexander Hernandez and picked up the uh, impressive victory there. He was calling for someone in the top. He got it. Uh, fate gave this to him. RDA is a tough, tough cookie to tough cookie to take on. Um, and especially short notice where you don't have a camp. You might have been sitting around getting a little fat the past couple weeks, so you're going to have to work extra hard to get that weight cut. Um, you know, you saw Bobby Green, and obviously Islam's a different animal, um, but RDA's coming in with a full camp. He was ready for Faziv. Uh, now he's going to be taking on the grappler in Moicano, but I just I think RDA's experience, and he's just... 
you watch his fight with Paul Felder, you watch him, he's still got it. Dude's a beast. 30 fights in the UFC, this will be 31. He's still going strong. I'm picking RDA in this one because he's tough. Hinato Moicano is the man for stepping up and taking this fight on a week's notice after he just fought less than a month ago. But it's going to be tough to take out RDA. So we're going with Rafael Dos Anjos for the win on that one. Might be wrong. Who the fuck knows? And on our main event for this card, we have Colby Covington versus Jorge Gamebred Masvidal. Um, Colby Covington and Masvidal absolutely hate each other. This is a big beef match. Um, they used to be best friends, of course. I mean, it's hard not to know this if you're following anything with the UFC right now. There's been so many promos, and they've been feuding for years. But yeah, used to be best friends, roommates. They lived together. And then Masvidal said that Covington ripped off his manager or his coach, and now they hate each other. And um, Covington just likes to talk shit. He's a great promoter. I mean, dude can promote a fight like no other. And Jorge is one of the biggest draws in the sports sport right now. I'm thinking this fight sells between 1.2 and 1.4 million, um, just because these guys both have a pretty big following, and they're both relevant in pop culture because they're always in controversy and they just they love to run their mouth, talk shit, and they hate each other. That being said, that's all the. Uh, all the Fugazi shit on this fight and stuff that doesn't matter once the door's locked in the cage. Um, Masvidal, his kicks, amazing. His uh, his boxing is some of the best in the UFC right now. And he's super strong. You know, he's got that knockout punch. He's got the knockout knee. He can, he can do some serious damage. He's taking on a guy in Colby Covington that can handle a lot of damage. And not only that, Dude's pace is insane. His cardio, the pace that he pushes, five rounds, it, he could make it look like you know he's going for broke at the end of a third round in a regular fight. He'll do it for five straight rounds nonstop, and his wrestling is super great. Um, he, he's got really good stand-up too, not, not near as good as Jorge's, but I think enough to hold his own there to, until he's ready to get the takedown and do some ground and pound. This fight is going to end one of two ways, I think. It's going to be Jorge by knockout in round one or two, or it's going to be Colby by a unanimous decision victory where he grinds him out and just kind of beats on him, wears on him, exhausts him for five rounds. I think the more likely of the two is Colby, just because the guy is, I mean, talks all the shit in the world, but he is, he's, there's Kamara Usman, there's Colby Covington, and then there's the rest of the division. Colby Covington's that dude. So, I don't know. I'm picking I'm picking Colby by decision, but with these grudge matches, you really never know how it's going to be because, I mean, they fucking hate each other. Maybe Masvidal's going to come out just completely amped up, do another flying knee and beat his record of five seconds and get a knockout in four seconds this time. We'll have to wait and see, see what happens on that. We're going to finish this off, pour another, and then we'll get into some news going on around the blood sport community, and then we'll let you go. All right. As I was saying, other blood sport news. Josh Taylor, who recently picked up a uh, controversial decision victory over Jack Catterall, says that he will no longer be fighting at 
junior welterweight, he's going to be moving up in weight because that weight class is just no longer for him. Good call. You don't want that rematch with Catterall. I think he beats you again. Um, he really was just finding his own against you. I mean, not his fault, the judge, not Josh Taylor's fault. The judges fucking suck, especially in boxing. I bet Adelaide Bird is one of the one of the judges. All right, and then uh, Tyson Fury, Dillian White, they had a press conference um, for their pay per view coming up uh, April twenty third. Their their card on April twenty third. I don't know if it's a pay per view or not. I think it is. Tyson Fury was there. Dylan White wasn't. Kind of fucking dumb to not promote your own fight. They said that it wouldn't improve his pay per view points because he's got to set him out anyways on the card. So why why would he promote it? Because dumbass. There's no pictures of you leading up to it after you. If you do beat Tyson Fury, they don't have anything to market you on. There's I don't know. Weird, and he hasn't been talking shit like he. Dylan White and Tyson Fury usually always talk shit. This time it's just Tyson Fury talking shit. Um, I don't know. It's weird. I wonder if Dylan White's all up in his head over this. I don't know. And then on to some uh, UFC news. We have smiling Sam Alvey still smiling. After all these losses in a row, he says the UFC is going to let him fight out his contract. He has one fight left on it, and hopefully it's a retirement fight. Hopefully he gets a knockout. Put him up against the champ. Sam Alvey deserves a title shot. I don't care if he's, if he's lost seven in a row and his last closest fight was a draw. The dude's a beast. Just not a winning beast. But no, it is awesome that Sam Alvey's still there. The reason he sticks around is because he really will fight anybody. And the UFC loves that. He's not somebody that's going to be like, I need a better contract to accept that fight on short notice. No, he'll just go in there and do it. If his opponent falls through, yeah, next guy up. I'm training the fight. I'm not training to just fight one person. So that's why they keep him around, I think. And I'm I'm all here for it. I love seeing the other fighters get pissed off that Sam Alvey's still on the roster. So I'm all here for it. Let's go smiling Sam. Spit a little bit out of my mouth. All right. Uh, Dana White says that Gilbert Burns versus Hamzat Shemaev is definitely going to be happening. We don't know when. I think they're targeting UFC 273, which would be awesome. It's close to the end of April. Let's fucking go. I want to see that. I want to see if Hamzat can hold his own against the top of the division. I want to see also how he does against a jiu-jitsu ace like Gilbert Burns. So let's fucking go. I hope that's legit and they do get that fight done and announced and confirmed and everything and not just... I mean, Dana White saying it is pretty much it being confirmed, but we know how shit goes. It's not It's not signed until it's actually... Or it's not official until it's actually signed and announced and all that shit. Glover, uh, Glover Teixeira versus Yuri Prohoshka for the light heavyweight title. That has been moved to from UFC 274 in Brazil to UFC 275, and that'll take place in June. Um, not sure why it's being moved, but maybe just because they have so many awesome fights on 274, they had to do something else uh, with that one because they want Oliveira and Gaethje to be the main event, I imagine. 
Um, and then speaking of UFC 275, Valentina Shevchenko will be taking on Talia Santos. Um, it's not official yet, but it's been announced that they're working on it and they're just finalizing everything. With Valentina Shevchenko, man, she's been so dominant for so long. She's cleared out her division. Um, and it seems like everybody she's fighting is, they're good, but they're just not to her level yet because the, they only have to beat a couple people because the division's so wiped out because Valentina's beaten everybody. So everybody she fights anymore seems like they're just not ready to be there. Just, I mean, it is what it is. You you do something like that and you run the division and you retire as the GOAT because that's what she's doing. I don't know. It's just shitty to see an entire division. It's like what Anderson Silva did back when he fought. Cleared it out so anybody that was moving up to fight him, just unless their Chael Sonnen wasn't ready, Chael Sonnen talked his way into that fight, and he showed the fuck out in uh, those fights. Even though he lost, he looked great. And he's the undefeated, undisputed. And then one more little piece of news, just something light to finish this off. Former UFC heavyweight champion Cain Velasquez is being investigated for murder, or attempted murder, I should say, because the man survived. Um, he shot a gentleman at an intersection, I want to say. I uh, didn't say if he was driving, if they were driving or not, but they did say the man was taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Um, not a good look for Cain Velasquez. We'll have to wait and see how it turns out. Hopefully it's just a misunderstanding, but the police say he is definitely a suspect at this time, and he's in jail, being held at no bond. I never really saw him as somebody that was a weapon toter. Uh, I think he'd probably be more deadly with his fist because it sounds like the guy didn't get hurt too bad. But, hope everything works out for the best. If he did do it, it sucks, but you got to pay the price. If he didn't do it, cut him free, and I hope, he, I hope he clears his name and gets rid of all this bad press. But... That's all we have for you today as far as uh, Bloodsport news goes. And that's our picks for the for the UFC 272 fight night, or 272 pay-per-view. So I'm just going to run through those picks again. We got, uh, let's see. Oh, God, I'm all over the place here. We got Tim Elliott versus Tagian Ulambekov. Ta Tagir Ulambekov is going to win that one. Umar Nurmagomedov versus Brian Boom Kelleher. Bet on Umar Nurmagomedov. We got uh, Marina Rodriguez versus Jan Xiaonan. Marina Rodriguez is going to take that with her striking. And this is a not safe pick. Nikolai Negamoriano versus Kennedy Nchekwa. Uh, Kennedy Nchekwa is going to take that with his striking. He's going to land a nasty 2-3-2. Two, two, um, or Actually, it'll be... I'm calling 3-2-3. Three, three. He's going to go hook, hook, straight hook, and then get the knockout that way. So Kennedy and Chekwa on that one. We got uh, RDA versus Nato Moicano. RDA's taking that. We got, uh, we got who else? Kevin Holland versus Alex Oliveira. We're taking Kevin Holland on that one. Greg Hardy versus Sergey Spivak. We're taking Greg Hardy, or... Scratch that. We're taking Sergey Spivak because of the ground game. And then with Covington Masvidal, we're picking Covington. We're going with the safe bet, which is wrestling. And that's our picks for this week. That fight is on this Saturday, March the 5th, on ESPN Plus pay-per-view.
So if you got a chance, tune into that. And then um, if you're bored Friday night and you got UFC Fight Pass, Cage Warriors is going to be on. Uh, CES MMA will be on. They got they got a lot of events coming up. So just give it a look. And Vict is going to be on this weekend, I think. So there's a lot of a lot of small small shows that are going to be on if you just want to see some fights. But yeah, that's all we got for you today. I appreciate you tuning in. This has been Matt with Blood Sport. Blah, 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 blah. This has been Matt with Blood and Beer, and I appreciate each and every one of you.